Welcome to the Sisters in Crime Writers Podcast. Everyone has a unique writing journey, so join us for conversations about those journeys from the writers themselves. Henrik is the executive director of Sister in Crime, and I am really thrilled to welcome Drew Ann Love to the podcast this week. The reclusive figure of Drew reportedly spends her working hours at the mysterious daytime situation doing research. Her non-working hours is spent less reclusively on her blog, Drew's Book Musings, where the main goal is to introduce readers to authors and their work. Features of the blog include reviews and A Day in the Life, Get to Know You, and Word with the Author segments are also prominently featured. She's an avid reader who writes poetry, creates quilts, and is happy to be in her element within the mystery community. Drew is a member of Mystery Writers of America and Sisters in Crime. She loves her mysteries, especially cozies. This year, in 2022, she was the Malice Domestic Co-Fan Guest of Honor, and in 2023, she's going to be the Left Coast Crime Fan Guest of Honor. And Patrick uh, and about your con in 2023 as well. Another fan guest of honor. Um, in 2017, she won the MWA Raven Award uh, for her contributions to the crime writing community. And she's also been nominated for Anthony Awards for her um, for her blog. Drew, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I... I'm going to go back to the first time we met, and I think it was 2014 or 2015, um, at About Your Con, at Albany, and uh, Sheila Conley brought you to a reception for uh, that Berkeley was holding for yes. uh, for writers. And Sheila turned to me and said, you know Drew and Love? And I said, I don't. And I had just signed a contract. And she said, she's one of the most important people in the community. She's going to help you get people. She lets people know about books. So Sheila knew this right away. (laughs) She caught on. Um, But you are an incredibly important part of the crime writing community. And and we're, you know, we've talked to a couple of other folks who do blogs or to do other content um, that supports the community. But before we start getting into this conversation, we can also talk more about Sheila if we want to. Let's start where I start. What, when did you fall in love with reading? Um, I was born a reader. My mom read all the time. Um, I remember um, her reading to us. She read, um, what do you call it? Um, romance books. That was, that was her thing, romance books. And she would read to us just, you know, just, I guess, to calm us down, because I think that's what happened with me. It was like, oh, somebody is speaking words. I want to know what they're saying. And she was just reading. Um, by the time I think I was four, we were going to the library all the time and I was kind of pissed off because I could not get a library card because you had to be five. So the day I turned five, my mom took me to the, um, to the library and I got my library card, showed every Tom, Dick and Harry, my library card so that they know that I was a, I I could take out books and came home with 20 books. 
(laughs) And I devoured those 20 books in less than a week. Wow. And they were were picture books because I'm at five. You don't know, you don't know words that much, but you know enough to, to tell the story. And, you know, so that's, that's how it started, you know, and also, you know, as a young kid, you read the cereal boxes, you read the magazine. I mean, you're just looking at pictures because a picture, if you think about it, a picture is worth the words in a book. So you just associate those two items. And that's how I got into uh, reading. Uh, Like I said, I was born a reader. So, and you know, you, you don't, you don't lose Reading at some point during your growing up years, you may stop reading, but you don't really stop. You just put a pause on it. So I think at at one point I did put a pause on it, but reading was always in the back of my head. And, uh, you know, when did you fall in love with crime fiction? Um, Probably. Oh, actually, probably during the junior high school year, You, you know, and and. Junior high school and high school, you have to take English classes classes, and you are forced to read certain books. And one of the books we had to read was Compulsion. And it's a crime fiction. It's based on a true story. And I fell in love with that book. I mean, I was like, oh, this is good. Oh, these people ain't going to get away with this stuff. And it was so great. And that's when I think I fell in love with crime fiction, because every book after that has some kind of crime in it. I don't think I called it crime fiction. I called it, oh, this is the book my teacher made me read. And I liked. But, you know, as as you, the more you read and the more you get into the genre, that's when you learn that, oh, there's a word for this. It's called crime fiction. You know, and that's how, I, I think that's how I started. It was just that one book that just was like, oh, this is a puzzle to be that needs to be solved. So we're going to take care of this book here. And that was it. Well, what a smart, junior high school teacher to put a book like that on the reading list because so often there are you know these dire I know heavy books that, that make people fall out of love with reading. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that, that was an advanced reading class. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and so did you read, you know, the Nancy Drews or the Agatha Christie's or, or um, sort of how did you how did you develop your your reading the, in the Okay, genre? so the funny thing is I've never read Nancy Drew. I read Encyclopedia Brown. That's probably oh. the closest as we're going to get to a book. I didn't read any of the, uh, I did watch the Nancy Drew on television. I did yeah. watch the Hardy Boys on television, but I did not read them. And I don't, I don't know why the, those books did not draw me to them, it, mm-hmm. but I just read other books and it just, just kind of flowed. Cause I kept staying in that we're going to read this book. We're going to solve a mystery and we're going to go for it. And, you know, and, and that was, that was it. I mean, it was just the, the, the train of thought of how to open this book, see what this book is about. And then we're going to go and solve yeah. this puzzle. But yeah, so that's, yeah, that was my, I guess, foray into like the mystery genre. Yeah. Encyclopedia Brown is a, um, yeah. I mean, that's a younger book, too. So it could maybe be that you didn't discover the genre t- till junior high. And that's you were right. past Nancy Drew, right? You were already right. moving. That towards... is true, because I was doing compulsion at, at that time. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so <laughs> you didn't need that gateway. You were going right for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and your taste tends more towards the traditional um 
cozy and I, and I, I don't, I don't want to speak for you, but not as dark. You're not as no, dark. I don't, readers. I don't, I, I mean, I'm not going to say I don't read dark books. I don't, I don't prefer dark books. I like light books. Um, again, growing up and reading, there was no word for it until I got older. Then, then we found out that, oh, what you like are, are traditionals and cozies, but what you really like are cozies. Um, I will read a dark book because I, I mean, I absolutely love Linda Castillo and, um, and I love Ellie Griffiths. And so they, um, their books are more darker than what I would normally read, but I prefer just this light reading where this, uh, this book where I know it's going to end, there's going to, there, there should not be a cliffhanger, you know, you know, so that's what I like. I, you know, it's, it's just so easy because I can take that one book, read it like two to three days back in the day and then close it up and just pick up another one. I think what I find when if I read a dark book, I have to, I read the dark book. It takes me a little bit longer to read a dark book. And then once I finish it, it takes me another couple of days before I can pick up a book because I have to get that darkness out of my, my head, mm-hmm. you know? So that's why mm-hmm. I prefer to stay within the traditional and uh, cozy genre. So you're an avid reader. You've been a lifelong avid reader. What? Talk to me about how you connected with the crime writing community and started the blog and when you started the blog. How did this all start? Because I'm going to say, if you, we're going to have links to the blog in uh, the show notes. And if you haven't visited Drew's blog, you should. Um, but it's also, she does so many, she puts out what books are coming out this week, what books are coming out next month. And then she has a day in the life written by different characters and she, she does reviews and she just, and has about the author features so much content to support the crime writing community. And, and it's not, you don't have a team (laughs) You do this yourself. She's so organized at the way she does it. Um, It's constant content every day. There's new content. And, and um, you know, as when we were talking, I talked to Christopher Sikorsky about this as well, and he does Bolo books. This is for the love of the genre. Yeah. This isn't, um, you know, your uh, job. This isn't how you make a living. No. so how did you connect? How did you come up with this idea and, and sort of connect the work and, and start start the blog? OK, so it's, it's a, it goes back to 2008. It actually goes back further. But in 2008, I was reading, you know, you read, you read books, you read books. And then, you know, one day I picked up this book and I and I read. I'm like, this book sounds so familiar to me. It really does. And I kept going. I'm like, oh, I read this book. So my brain said, you know what, let me start a journal of all the books that I read so that now I will know what books I read. So if I go to a bookstore and I see a book, I can go look at my list and go, oh, nope, you read that book. So after, so what I did was in 2008, I put a, I started a blog and it was basically reviews and they were very short reviews. Like I liked it. I didn't. Oh yeah. Okay. Whatever. And um, an author, and I, I think I had it running for a while and an author found my blog. I did not, promote the blog. I did not do anything. It's the author found my blog. And she said, um, I like what you wrote about my book. Um, could you, um, do you do other reviews? And I was like, I said, I don't really review books. I just read them and put and write what I want to write. And she was, well, yeah, but I, I want to, I want to help you gain your audience. So I was like, okay, sure. We can do that. So she gave me, she, so she actually connected me with someone from Penguin and then Penguin started sending me books and then I would read the books and I would um, 
write my review. So, so, and, and as I was doing that, I was also learning about the blog, the blog genre, and, it's, and it's, genre is the wrong word, but I can't think of the right word, where they was like saying to keep people coming to your blog, you needed to have fresh content because, I mean, because they, after a while, if the content is still the same, they're not going to come and, you know, visit your blog. Right. Um, so what happened was one day I was reading this book and it was really good. I can't remember the name of the book, but it was really good. And I fin- I closed the last page and I said, so I wonder what she's going to do next. Hmm. And that thought came into my head and I was like, huh, fresh content is what about a day in this character's life is outside of the book. And so my first blog post with that um with that feature was in August, 2011. And I started building on that. And so it was, I had a very small audience, um, Nora Nora McFarland and um, Melissa Bourbon, they were my first two guests for this feature. And I just, I just sent them an email and I said, oh, could you please, could you please write a day in the life of your, of your character? And it was like, sure. Which shocked me because it was like a, basically an open letter, you know, and they took, and they did it. And I pushed it out. And all of a sudden I was like, people like, Oh, we wanted to do your blog. We want to do a post on your, we want to do a blog post, blah, blah, blah. So, so that, and, and basically the reason why I did that was because of that whole building up your audience and um, keeping the content fresh. I don't write the articles. The authors write the article. I, I will fine tune the articles. I will format it. And so, so after a while, I was like, this was fun. And this was a, to me, was a great way to introduce readers to a character in a book that you would not know about because you just read, you just read the book and you just keep going on. But this way now there's like, oh, this character is funny. I like her, you know? So, Mm -hmm. and you just keep doing, you just keep doing that and that. So the more, the more um, authors I got to do, to participate in this project, the more I felt involved and I was giving, I was giving something to the community because I would get notes back from authors saying, well, you know, after your blog ran, I got, I saw an increase in my sales and I was like, wow, that's awesome. You know, so that made me proud. That made me feel good. Cause I was doing something. I mean, this is me doing this for love. And it was like, wow, I'm, I felt appreciated. And it was, and it just kept building and building. Um, after a while, the Dana Life character was really great. I started doing reviews. Um, they are called amusing because I don't do the standard review, which basically the standard reviews is a three-part thing. I don't have time for three parts. I can just give you the part, one part. Um, and then um, after um, I did reviews, I do like author showcase, which is basically I, I um, talk to an author and they say, oh, I don't have time. But I said, well, if you give me a book, if you do a book giveaway, I can showcase your book. And that's how that came. Um, Mm -hmm. And then um, further down the years, um, I was, um, someone mentioned the Bible, uh, the author Bible, character Bible. And I was like, you know, sometimes we want to know more about those characters too. So I came up with a get to know you about those characters so that you can get to know the characters. Again, this is stuff that you're getting. In addition to reading the book, you're also getting information about a day in the life of that character. And then you now you're going to get information about what this character is, who her best friend is, where she lives. You know, so it, it just it just keeps building up and up. 
um, I believe last year I introduced Word with the author because everything else was based on characters. And I was like, you know what? We also need to hear about the authors too, you know, because we sometimes we want to know, how did you get into writing? Um, mm-hmm. What's your favorite deadline snack? You know, and, you know, or, and then we, I have at the end, I have this little quick, like vacation, water, beach, city, you know? So it's just something just to keep everybody involved. And it just makes me feel good that I'm doing something to help authors promote their work because I know it's really hard when there's like a thousand S with an S authors out there um, trying to get into everybody's um, view. Well, what a gift to the community that you do this. And I love that you're talking about the fresh content and the blogs, but it's also um, the holistic approach you take that you're promoting, not just the author, but you're promoting series and you're promoting individuals and you're, you, you, your musings are always positive. So I'm sure you read books that you don't like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But you don't talk about them. You you just talk about the books you like. Yeah. I made a, a promise to me that I would not post anything negative because just because I don't like a book doesn't mean that you won't like a book. And I don't want to discourage someone from not liking a book. I mean, so basically if if I get a book from an author and I don't like it, I I can actually basically look at the book and go, "Ah, I'm not going to read this book, you know, and I'll let, you know, and and I'll let the author know. And one of the good things with my blog and the way it's set up is if I get a note from an author saying, Oh, I would like to, I would like you to read my book. And I can look at the book and go, I'm not going to read this book, but I won't tell them that. But I'll say, you know what? This is not my cup of tea. However, if you want to do a guest post, you can. So even though my blog is more or less cozy, I will have other genres Mm -hmm. doing guest posts because that's, again, I'm trying to help the community. And especially if it's an author that I like, I like, but I just don't read their book. Right. You know, so. (laughs) Right. Or or an author that, did write cozy or traditional, but now is writing a thriller. Right, you're yeah. very good about saying, I'm so excited for this person. I love their old series and here's a different book and, and, you know, yeah. being the cheerleader. Yeah. Cause yeah. And so it's basically promoting, if you think about it, it's really promoting the author. And again, it's the author and their work. And you're right. Because I, I mean, I don't read historicals, but like Edith Maxwell, I mean, she writes cozy, she writes historicals and I have promoted her in both of her genres. Um, there's um kelly garrett she writes she wrote her first set of books with traditional her next one was a psychological thriller i promoted her too so yeah so i it's it's about it's about really the author i also most of the authors that i do promote and it's not really the word promote but most of the authors that are featured on my blog are more um with a with a publishing house i do have authors that are self-pub um, and I also promote them because I, there's, a, um, there's a couple of books that I've read that I just found and like, oh, there's like you. Then I found out that the, the author publishes them themselves. And I'm like, I'm not going to dismiss them. I'm going to put them out there, too, because I like their book. Maybe somebody else will like it, like them. So, you know, so I'm kind of an equal opportunity person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you how do you aggregate your um the the lists that you do of these are what are coming out in August? This is, you know, so we're we're. Um, recording this in uh, late July, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, I last weekend because I always will repost your things. This is these are the August releases, and then every week you do the releases, and it's very inclusive list uh, within the genres that you promote. Yeah. How do you how do you compile those lists? Um, I I have a lot of sources: um, Amazon, Facebook, 
fiction, fan fiction, and there's a there's a stop. You're killing me. There's all kinds of sources. So I just go through those sources and I just write. I have a database of all the books that are coming out, and I just put them on. And I'll just up just the list will be very will be moderately thorough because there's books that I that come out and I'm like, oh, I didn't see that because because most self-published authors they don't put their books out. I need to know that I need to know the books that are coming out at least three months in advance so that it helps me set it up. And a lot of the self-pub authors, they don't, they put this up like last week and I'm like, okay, I can't help you. <laughs> you know, I would love to help you, but you know, you need to give me advance warning. So I just make my list. I keep it, I keep it um, up to date. I'm, I'm always checking Amazon. I'm always checking um, the various other sources that I have. Um, the, I do two, a monthly release, which is more or less extent, more extensive. And then I have mm-hmm. to do a weekly release. And with the weekly release, I, um, I made it so that I only want to have three rows of pictures of graphics. So if I have a list and I have like 25 books, I'm like, okay, four of those books can't make it because I only want to do three rows. So the books that pop out are more or less uh, thrillers, you know, dark ones, because again, I'm trying to focus more on the cozies and the traditionals, yeah. but it's, it's, it's not, it's a, it's a fun thing because I, like I said, when I go through the, the various sources, I've always, I always find a book that I'm like, Oh, wow. I didn't know about this book. Let me go put this on my list. You know? So when I go back to doing reading books for me, I know that book is on my list. And, uh, so when people want to reach out to you, mm-hmm. well, let me back up a little bit. It Crime Bake, the New England Crime Bake, in November of 2022, mm-hmm. you and Christopher Zagorski are going to be doing a, a masterclass yes. for people on how to approach bloggers. Yes. Book bloggers. Yes. Um, which I can't tell you how important this conversation is um, because I hear from you and from Christopher and from other folks, the mistakes people make yes. by um, assuming or, or, or just not starting a conversation early enough or, or not being a human being or realizing that you're both human beings who are doing this for the love of, and uh, you know, in all different artistic pursuits, how you reach out to uh, marketers or mm-hmm. you know critics or other people is is a skill that I think artists need to learn. Yes. Um so so give me some of your thoughts on this. Like what can an author do to set themselves up for success? Not just with you but in general when they're trying to build a, a community for their books. Well, first they need to know again they they need to know the genre of their book and they need and so if they if they are writing a traditional um mystery, then they need, if, and they're looking for a blogger or reviewer, they need to make sure to at least three months before that book comes out, they need to start looking at the various blogs, the various um, reviewers, um, and finding out which one of these reviewers is is the, is going to reach the audience that I want to reach. Um, if, you are a, if you are a thriller writer, you should not be talking to me because I don't reach thriller right. Uh, oh, I, my audience is not a thriller. So, you know, so you, you need to know your genre. You need to know your audience. You need to know the blog. And if you find a blog that you said that might fit you, 
What you need to do is you need to look at that blog every day, see what they produce out of that blog, because you need to become as familiar as you can with that blog so that when you approach that blogger, you need to know that blogger's name. Don't mm-hmm. say hello. Say, hi, Joanne. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm and start off with I'm a new author um, and I would like for you to I would like to be a guest on your on your blog. That's like the, the most simplest thing that you can say and put in an email to an, to a blogger, a reviewer. I mean, if you met them at a, um, I actually just got an email from someone who, who I, I met at Left Coast Crime. And the first thing she says, hi, my name is so-and-so. And we met at Left Coast Crime. And you said to contact you whenever I have my book out. This is what you do. Um, what you don't do is please review my book. And that's it. I mean, I don't even know the name of the book. I don't even know the synopsis of the book. I don't know anything about the book. I don't even know you. <laughs> so it's like, so you need, and, and, but you, these are the things you need to do. And again, it could be short, but um, don't send, don't send us a four paragraph email because I'm not going to read it because the information that I need from you is probably in the last paragraph. So you just basically wasted three paragraphs with me. So, you know, you should be really be short and concise. And again, know your target audience. I mean, that's basically yeah. it. Yeah, and also though, be polite. Like, oh yeah, yeah, be respectful. You yeah, know. be respectful. I mean, yeah. you because you may not be able to accommodate everybody. You right, can't accommodate. Right. And you know, with me, when I if I get a, a a request, and I know that, like I said, I I know that this is not my cup of tea. I I will offer a guest post on my blog or I'll just write it. You know what? This is not for me. And what sometimes when I do, I can look at the book and go, you know what? Christopher might like this book and I'll pass it on to Christopher. And I think he does the same thing. If he sees a cozy, he might say, hey, Joanne, this cozy's coming up here. Maybe be interested in that. So we kind of, and that's the best thing with my Christopher and I, myself is that we're the opposite. He's dark, I'm light. So we, so we can like pass off books to each other. <laughs> so yeah. we don't really compete yeah. in the same field. <laughs> well, and we're, tr- as authors are trying to build a career, so your book is important, but you're building a career, which means building relationships. With yes. Bloggers. And that's, and that's what you need to do. Yeah. It's all about yeah. relationships. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I mean, we haven't gotten that part yet, but, um, um, building that relationship starts with, again, um, knowing your audience, knowing your readers, um, attending, um, blog events, attending conferences, um, you know, and you just, you have to be out there. You have to put yourself out there. And there's, there's ways to do that without being overbearing, mm-hmm. you know, not being pushy. And again, that word polite and respect and kind all play into how you approach a blogger of anybody, you know, anybody right. that's, you have to just, and that's kind of, that's life anyway. So, you know, <laughs> it is life, but it's, imp- and it's, it's tricky. I mean, it's, it's tricky, not, yeah. that's not always people's, yeah. you know, you get so anxious, but it's, uh, I can't, you're building relationships and are, and it's a small community. Everybody is, knows is, each other. It is very small. Um, and also another way for them to build a community is also uh, at library events. Or, or, you know, you know, or a bookstore event, you know, that's another way of doing it. And, you know, and sometimes um, I've seen it where um, authors will push out an email, say, hey, I'm I'm starting a new book. Um, Would you like to be a beta reader? You know, that also can build your build your relationship as well. 
Yes, yes. Um, and when people say to you, I've got a book coming out, another thing, another uh, example or some uh, best practice is how can I, if you're interested in the book, how can I get you the book? So you don't send a reviewer uh, or a blogger uh, the Amazon link so they can buy your book. No, you no, no. <laughs> here's, no, here's let me send you the book yes, or because, yeah you can ask i mean the, the polite the polite way is to um i have a book coming out in six months because again we need that duration there um and would you be interested in my book and i will again i will um you give me the title um i will look at look at it on amazon i'll see if it meets my criteria and I would write you back and say, yes, I'm very interested in reading your book. Um, I won't say send me anything. I'll just say I'm very interested in reading your book. Um, it's I'm going to kind of leave it up to them to say, because there's no guarantee that I'm going to read your book, but I'm very interested in it. But I'm going to leave it up to them to say, can I send you? Right. And then I will say yes. Um, and, they'll, yeah. and they should ask me if I want print or digital. And, right. and that's the way to do it. Um, you can, you can also be bold, come out and be bold and say, um, I have a book coming out in six months. Um, can I can I send you? Mm-hmm. And again, that's when I would go to Amazon again and I'll look at the book and then I'll write respond back to you and I'll say, yes, you can send me the book. You know, so you yeah. could do it. You could do it one of two ways. I think maybe the bolder way is the better way. You know, just saying, can I send you um, mm-hmm. again? And I always say to them, no guarantees because I I can't make that right. guarantee because I've I've had authors say but you said no I did not say you know <laughs> right 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 I mean it's only fifty two weeks a year and only right exactly five days a year um and I do when you're uh, people are sending or or you know getting you copies of books and things like that um, understanding the the amount of time and the mm-hmm. amount of books that there are in the world. How many books a week do you read? Um, it's right now it's varies because of have issues. Um, I basically read like now I read like two, two to three books a week pre pandemic, pre medical stuff. I would read about five books a week. Yeah. So um, yeah. So, you know, so, but I actually like that I read two to three books because I don't, I don't have to put that much pressure on me and I can actually take my time reading the book. And I actually, I think I find that I do read more books with my two to three weeks, two to three per week than I did when I did the five books, because with the five books, I was rushing them, you know, yeah. now, but with, now you're yeah, like I'm taking my time and it's like, Oh, this book is good. Let me write my stuff. Boom. Here's the next one. You know, so yeah. it goes easy. <laughs> Well, and also if um, if folks follow you on social media, they'll see you'll also sort of just on your social media say, I'm loving this book I'm yeah. reading right now and give it a little bit of a blurb, yeah. which is also a lovely, you just, yeah. you know, yeah, because, start conversations. Yeah, because sometimes, because sometimes I, sometimes I, I can't write a music and it's not that I can't, it's just like, I, I just can't. Um, but you know what, I'm going to give them a shout out. Um, because I know that if someone sees a shout out from Joanne, they're, they're going to look at it twice, you know, like, oh, yeah. wait, wow. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, so if, if, they, if I don't do the music, at least there's that shout out. But I, I, my goal is to always try to 
do a shout out if I remember. <laughs> if not, I just, but I know that if I, I kind of know that if I'm doing amusing, I might not do a shout out, but then I get a mic because I want to, I want that book to get into the ears of people so that they know like this book is coming. I need to go get this book, you know. <laughs> Barbara Ross, who's a wonderful author and, and somebody we both know, uh, he does a presentation on marketing. Yes. And uh, which is wonderful. Uh, and recommended if people want to ask her to do it. It's a highly recommended uh, presentation. But she talked about um, how we think things sell books and how they actually sell books. And, you know, she's a data person. And so her data was, you know, you may think a Facebook ad is going to sell a book, but what's really going to sell a book is Drew and Love's book. Yeah. Um, and the posting there because it's you're really you're you're reaching your target audience who want to know. Right. You're not sort of, you know, only the people who want to know about these books are reading your blog. And so understand the power of that. And that goes back to relationships with Barb also talks about and and just it's a conversation and and that's that's what you do, Drew, is you you mix up the conversation and get it get it started. Yeah, it's it's a it's a fun thing. And it's funny things, too. I mean, because I also have I have readers and I know I know I have a set of core readers that always post on my blog. They always make a comment. They would comment galore. And so I know I know them. And it's like and we and we're also Facebook friends. So it's like I so I know I built up that relationship with them and it, it helps because I know I can take them and say, hey, do you want to, are you interested in this? You want to, you can look at this, you can check this out. So that it helps. It's, I think everything, again, life is a relationship. It's, it's, yeah. it's how you develop it and how you maintain it. Um, do you need to grow it? You relationships build upon each other. You don't need to grow it. It's because it's all about maintaining because when, as you maintain, you are going to grow, but that's not your goal. Your goal is to keep that, keep that relationship, keep that relationship alive and safe and yearning for the information that you have. Yeah. So you've been doing this since 2011. The, yeah, the Jews book music. Yes. Uh, which in some ways is yesterday in some way in, in blog world, 11 years is a very long time. Yes. Um, and people, some people say blogs are, 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 you know, I'm aren't as dead, <laughs> are dead, but I actually disagree with that. I, dis- because yeah, I disagree. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's content you own. I mean, this is, this is the, you know, social media, we're all renting. You own your blog content. You right. own a newsletter content. You own that and that you can keep doing. So I think, you know, blogs are are stable and no matter what happens in social media, that content will always be there. And, and an author can always point to a three-year-old musing and say, hey, right. you know, this was on there. Right, exactly. Um, and so while it seems like it was yesterday and it can also feel like it's a forever, there's been a lot of change in the publishing industry in those 11 years yes yes um business changes right um some some publishers have gone out some have come in um changes in the cozy like we keep you know kids mask installations and then this and then mask like you know that's happening but there's also been change in in diversity and Mm -hmm. inclusion and in who's 
um, who's part of the publishing world. And those changes, I think, are super exciting. Yes. What are, like, give me some of your observations, because the other part of you, Drew, is that you are a researcher. You do look for facts and yes, data and trends, and you understand that in a way that I don't know that everyone really um, appreciates as yeah. much. I mean, you, <laughs> you're paying attention to what's going on yes, because you, you, know the past and you you can yes. sort of look at the future mm -hmm. so just like let me know talk to me about what well, what it's like publishing is different it's it's definitely changed i mean growing up we um <laughs> growing up when i read a book i didn't see color in a book i just it was about a character doing whatever solving a problem whatever um but recently it's it's now about what do i what do, what do i see um, and like, so again, I, when I read a book, I'm, I don't read a book based on, oh, that character is Caucasian, that character is, is Black, a character is Hispanic, or the character is Asian. I, it's about, again, it's about the story. But because this is such a prevalent thing right now, um, you, you have to have, you, you have to expose everyone to an area that they've not been exposed to, which I believe is the better for them, because then you get to appreciate all that is available out there. Um, there's a, I mean, there used to be what, the big five publishing mm -hmm. houses, I think it's down to three, if I'm not mm -hmm. mistaken, it might be four, but I think it's three. And you have a lot of, then you had a lot of um, little publishing houses most of them have gone by the wayside and now you now so and I think that's why you you see this this increase in self-pub and you see this increase in self-pub by traditional authors not by non-traditional but by traditional because their outlook their source is has disappeared and it, they and they have these words inside them that they need to express so they have to go that way so that's something that has changed. Um, the diversity, yeah, I, I enjoy reading books about people that look like me. It's mm -hmm. fun. Um, it's interesting. And I can, I can, I think I can relate better to that book that I'm reading because I can go, yep, uh-huh, uh-huh. Even though I can still relate to the other books because again, I don't, I don't see color in a book when I read, I see a character. Um, but right now, I think the fact that we are being exposed to so many um, marginalized um, characters and genres, and I'm, I'm saying using the wrong word again, um, but we're being exposed to so many different books and so many different people. Um, this universe is not made of one group. This universe, mm -hmm. there are so many people in this universe. And I think it is great that we are being exposed to all these other people in this universe. And I've, I mean, I've heard Caucasian people, because I don't like to say the other word, say, well, why should I read this book by a Black author? I, I can't relate to it. Yeah, but you read a book by about vampires. You cannot relate to vampires. You are not a vampire. So it's it's not about um, the, the story. It's not about what who you can relate to. It's about increasing your knowledge, mm -hmm. which will make you a better person and it'll make you appreciate what else, the other stuff that is out in this universe. So it's 
the diversity is great. It's slow and um, it is very slow. Um, and I think we have to remember that things take time because you don't, it's like a, like a fad diet. You know how you go on those fad diet? Oh, you're going to lose 10 pounds, uh, 20 pounds in two days, but you don't, you gain it back. It's the same thing with this, this diversity genre. You, it, it's not going to, you can't get it in full intact impact in two days, two weeks, one month, one year. It's going to take multiple times because yeah. you still got to get that base, which still don't understand why they need to read a book by a black author <laughs> or a, right. a, a gay, a gay author. They, they don't understand. But if you present the book to them and let them read the book, you got your, you have, you have a new reader because yeah. you, it's, and, and again, I think it's in how you present your, this diverse group to them. And it's even mm-hmm. the same thing with um, black, black people. They, some of them will not read a book by a Caucasian. And I, I again, I don't know why I can't do that, but they won't read a book by, uh, by a Caucasian author because it's not a book about them, you know? So it works both ways. So um, I think this new generation, this new world is going to be for the better in terms of books and publishing, but we have to maintain that we have to make sure we're taking the right step because you don't want to push back some people. You, you want to keep that person reading. I mean, the minute you push back a person into like, oh, I'm not going to be just looking at it because I don't like that. Then you mm-hmm. just lost, you, you basically lost your whole thing. You know, mm-hmm. that's how I, that's how I see it. Yeah, I, I, I completely agree with you. I think that, um, you know, it's interesting because the dominant culture has been how we, we've all viewed the world forever. Right. I mean, it's through that, you know, uh, I will say it, the white, cis, heteronormative male lens is, is how we all viewed the world. And now we're understanding that um, there are many other lenses right. like we, and that lens, that solo lens is destructive in so many ways. Right. And yeah. it re- reinforces white supremacy and the patriarchy, but it also just reinforces that this is the, the one way to look at the world. And that's not true. Right. Correct. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. It's, and, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard because again, like you said, it's that this is, it's, it's really, this is how we do it. Yeah. <laughs> Not okay, but we can do it. We can make it better. They don't. Sometimes they don't want to hear that we can make it better because you take the power from them, and that's yeah. basically it. That is, it's all about power. Yeah. Um, but what's exciting about traditional and cozy, which is is your area, is that there has been an expanse. Yes. Of of cozy's um, centering normally marginalized communities and they're taking off which is thrilling yes um so that and and to such a degree it's it's and and because of cozies being the way they are it's like it's not going to kill you to read jennifer chow's books (laughs) and i think and i think that's what and i think that's what it is because cozy books are so light it's so easy to read a book by jennifer chow valerie burns that you could, um, in Abby Colette, you can like yeah. read these books and it's like, oh, this is cool. I like this. And you, you don't, and you, you don't think of the character as being, um, 
Asian or black. You, it's, it's again, it's this character. And the more you read, the more you say, oh, I wonder what else this author has written or right. Ooh, who else is associated with the author? Let me go find somebody else. I mean, you know, and, and that's how you that's how you build it. You know, you, right. you, you, you bring them in cozy because I, I mean, again, I started out traditional cozy. I, I read thriller and, you know, so you can bring those marginalized characters in and then let the John, the audience read it and love it, develop it, relationship with it, everything. And then they might pick somebody up. They might pick up a Rachel Hall, you know, or, you mm-hmm. know, so it's, or, or, um, I can't think of somebody else, but you know, Sandra Wong, Sandra right? Wong. yeah. You know, so they'll, they'll pick up somebody and it's like, wow, I didn't know that this, these people write these. And it's not like these people write these books. It's like, wow, I did not know these people existed or I did not yeah. know about this book because they're so used to this as opposed to, wow, what else is out there in this universe? You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I think your point though, that we need to, it, this isn't going to be a quick change and that we need to really be intentional so that you've mentioned some of the authors or other authors that we can um we can mention like Mia Manitsala, uh you know uh there's so many uh you know go to crime writers of colors <laughs> website right, and look yeah. at, um <laughs> but um Patricia Sargent I mean so many people right that we we got to read more diverse books. We just yeah. need to do it to support and to keep it up. And again, it may not be reinforcing my worldview, right? But that's okay. It's better for me to to learn about a different, exactly, a different, and and see the see where where this like and see where it's different and learn and grow. I mean, there's it doesn't hurt you at all. No, it doesn't. Um, it, it it makes you. To me, I think it makes you feel like good because it's like. Yeah. Wow, I didn't know this. Wow, because this oh, it, it, the with the cozy genre, you know, there's a, 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 a and the, 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 there's a murder off page, and there's a crime to be solved, and there's amateur sleuth, and then there's the um, the catcher of the villain. And the thing is, each each author is going to serve up that information in certain ways, and it's going to they're going to serve up that information in ways that they know. So you mm-hmm. never know. You might learn like, wow, okay, so poisoning is not the number one fan for here. Oh, okay, let's go. Let's try it this way. You know. Yeah. So I think just by reading uh, um, books by um, diverse authors is um, it's going to again, it's going to expose you to a world, and I think it actually will make you. F- fit better into society because you won't yeah. be blinded. I think a lot of people are blinded by being in, in their little silo. And, you, and, you know, you want to always break out that silo. And mm-hmm. that's which, again, which is the hardest thing to do is to have someone come out of their silo. But again, you need to, it has, to, it, 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 it's not going to happen quickly. It will happen. It just won't be quick. Yeah. And the wonderful thing about cozies uh, also is that uh, they are so based on, characters and communities yes. that you're visiting people so you know you're visiting a different family or a different group of friends and and it may exempt ex- again have a different life experience than you do but most characters have a different life experience but what a gift right to, yes. to be yeah. exposed to these different family units and these different yes. you know and, and and you know it's just um I'm a big fan, obviously, of uh, of cozies and traditional, but I do think that they're a great gateway um, for a lot of these conversations. Yes, yes. I mean, yeah. um, 
when I first started out the, with the blog and such, the, I, I, I knew that cozies were character driven and that was, mm-hmm. and, um, and thrillers suspense were plot driven. So mm-hmm. I knew with the cozies that I was going to have a relationship with these authors. And I remember when the books used to come out, what, once a, once a year and you would read the book and then you would wait for the next year and say, oh yes, I get to visit my family again. And you know, yeah. and that's how I looked at it. And I, I actually still do look at it like, oh good, I'm going to visit my family again. Oh, I got to see what's going on with them this time. Yeah. Oh, I know we're going to solve a nice little crime here. You know, so that's, that's what the cozy genre does for me. Because it's all about the relationship. It's about all about seeing these people. It's all about seeing them grow. Because when we first meet them, they they just don't know what they're doing. Now they're expert. I, I I sometimes wish they wouldn't portray the cops as idiots, but you know, in some cases we have to. <laughs> but you know, but that's what it is. You know, so it's it's that it, again. It's all it's all about the relationship between the author and the reader, and yeah. the. And and how and how we perceive the reader. I'm going to segue into conferences because I it it, it it lends itself into it. So when you read a book and you you develop this relationship, this in your mind, you develop this relationship with the author. So when you go to a conference, you never want to be disappointed <laughs> when you meet that author. It's like oh, but you're not like the author in the book. <laughs> <laughs> So it, it does it does segue into that, you know. Well, I also, I, you know, one of the gifts that you give on your blog is that you do feature authors because so many authors have a series canceled or or something orphaned if a you know editor yeah. leaves or if a bit, but you know they'll go on to write other series. So it's it's you know you are creating you love that series, but you're creating a relationship with the author. So yes. you'll read hopefully other things that they write. Um what what's your best advice for giving because you go to conferences all the time. Yes, yes. What's your best advice for um an author going to a conference or what's your best advice for a reader going to a conference? Um for a reader um I'm, it's hard, but I would say be patient, um, be be kind, be nice. Um, be you can approach an author, but you, but before you approach them, just see where they are. If they're in a conversation with someone, don't approach them. You 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 kind of stand back and wait. But you know, there's always going to be opportunities for um, a reader to meet an author. So you, you so if you if you miss that first opportunity, there is another opportunity. Um, always go to book signings because I think if you if you really want to see an author and you want to really, they don't really have time to talk to you when they're doing book signings. But but you never know. You go to those book signings because then you can say, oh, do you have five minutes that we can talk to later on after? And that's right. that's that's a good thing to get that relationship with that author. Um, For the author, um, be patient because that reader is so nervous about approaching you. And that read, you can tell that reader is like, oh my God, that is so-and-so. I want to meet so-and-so. And that reader is going to stand there and do the I thing. Like, I see you, you see me. Okay, let me talk. <laughs> so just um, just be patient, be kind, be respect. It's all, again, it's about the be respectful. 
um, wear comfy shoes and have fun, you know, because that's basically what it is, is, is you're, you're having fun, you know, and you're meeting people who love your books, who, who are going to talk about your book, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to tell the world about your book. So, you know, and that's what you want. You want that you want to connect with that one person that's going to tell a person about your book so that that other person will buy your book, you know? So it's all about buying. I mean, okay. Some, some, the funds might not be there. So you can always get the book from the library, but you still want that person to read your book. Yeah. And I think that's the other, it's important for people, you know, some people will ask you to sign a program book or they'll pick up a bookmark or, you know, ask you to sign something else it's okay if people aren't buying your books right, right then because right. it can be fun. They might request it from a library. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, you never know who people are. Right. Exactly. Right. Like, you know, just keep it going. Yeah. Um, and if you see an author just sitting there, I, you know, I, I Harris tells a story about sitting next to Charlene Harris right. during a book signer. She said, there's nothing more humbling. And sitting next to Charlene Harris, oh, yeah. who's got the line, and you've yeah. got your three people, and but she just would talk to the people in Charlene's line, like yeah, yeah. So and, that's, and, like, and, and that's how you, that's how you do it too, because you know, especially sometimes you go into a conference and you see an author sitting there, and, and especially a new author, they yeah. because they don't have that group yet. They they will be sitting there. That is like the perfect time for a reader to go to that new author and talk to them because yeah. they will have a friend for life. <laughs> right, right. Or even just say, "Tell me about your book." You right, may have exactly. no idea who they are. Tell me about your book. You know, congratulations. Exactly. Yeah, like, you know, um, you did yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's great. It's great. Um, well, you and I could talk about books and uh, and and conferences all the time. Mm-hmm. You uh, forever. So twenty. 2022, you were the Malice fan, I uh, guess, of honor. Yes. 2023 is going to be a big year for you. Yes, yes. Because um, Left Coast Crime, which is in March. March and Bouchicon, which is in, I think, August. No, yeah, yeah. I think August. Okay. Maybe, maybe late August. Because I know this year they're after Labor Day. So I, I know that like, next year they're not. Um, and so, and how, how do you, I mean, do you love being these fan guests of honor? It's, it's a great honor. Um, I, um, when I remember the first time I went to Malice, um, and, um, I, I was shy, so I was really subdued because I didn't know anybody by the second, by the third year that I attended Malice, I was like, I kept telling people, I want to be a fan guest of honor. I want to be a fan. I don't know why. It's just like, I want to be a fan guest of honor. How do I get that? How do I get to be one of those? You know? And I was so surprised and shocked when I got the call that I was a fan guest of honor, because that meant that they people like me. They, mm-hmm. um, they I respected me. They, they saw the value of what yeah. I was doing and it was like validation for me. Um, so that's how I think I feel about the other two, um, Left Coast Crime and Bachcon, that they are validating the, the information and the work that I do to help promote the authors in this crime writing community. Um, yeah, I think that's, that's what it, it just, it's, it's, am I nervous? Yeah. Cause if people want me to speak, <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's, I'll, I'll get up there and I'll speak. I'll, you know, I, I made the people cry at malice, um, mm-hmm. but uh, it's, it, it, it was, it was great. It was an honor. Um, 
I'm, I'm happy that this is happening at this time um, because it, it's helping me uh, deal with whatever I have to deal with, but it's helping me and it's give, giving me something to look forward to mm-hmm. because I know that I have to do certain things. So, I, and I have it all in my head, what I want to do. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that this happens. So, yeah, so this is great. It's just awesome. You know? Um, yeah. I think this would be great. So <clears throat> voucher con in 2023, just to let folks know is August 30th okay. through September 3rd. It's in San Diego. VoucherCon changes locations, as does Left Coast Crime. Malice is always in uh, Bethesda or thereabouts. Sometimes it's, you know, used to be, but right. it's in Bethesda. And, uh, and Left Coast Crime is in Tucson. Yeah. Tucson, yes. Yeah. <clears throat> um, all great conferences. Um, and uh, and one of the best parts is I get to see you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we will see each other at BoucherCon 2022. Yes. Um, I'm, I'm not sure if this podcast will come out before then, but we will uh, see you there. And uh, and thank you so much for all you do for the community well, and, and for this great conversation. Well, thank you for having me here. Thanks for the nice chat. I hope I didn't ramble because I know that I tend to ramble and sometimes I tend not to make sense to me. So if I don't make sense to me, I probably won't make sense to you, but it will be a good listening thing. So, <laughs> Drew, it was perfect it was perfect and it was great and uh and insightful there's lots to talk about and i really appreciate the conversation thank you thank you you for being with us today sisters in crime is about community we were founded to advocate for women crime writers and we continue that mission by fighting for equity in the crime writing community Sisters in Crime is an international, inclusive organization for all who write and love crime fiction, mystery, thrillers, and suspense. Join us at sistersincrime.org and make sure you subscribe to this podcast.